Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast where we get down to the nitty gritty of what actually happens during and after a cancer diagnosis. Hosted by me, Madison Pollock, and my co-host, Paige Gill. Today's guest is Bethany Hart. Bethany was diagnosed with small cell cervical cancer four years ago and has been cancer-free since March of 2017. She is a mom, dog collector, and co-founder of the Hallie Strong Foundation. We are so thrilled to have her share her story today. Hello and welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. Um, today we're talking to Bethany Hart. Hello, Bethany. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, we're so excited to have you. Um, Bethany is a cerebral cancer survivor and she's also the co-founder of the Hallie Strong Foundation, which we'll talk lots about. So yeah, we're so excited, Bethany, to share your story. Thank you. And just want to say how we got connected because I always kind of like starting with that. So Hallie's husband, who is the other co-founder of the Hallie Strong Foundation, reached out to me on my health coaching website, b-yourhealth.com. And who wrote that out there? And who is the other? Kevin and who's the Hart. other Kevin Hart? So I got a um, inquiry from a Kevin Hart, spelled like the famous Kevin Hart, and um, saying my wife wants to be on, or my wife would be a great guest for your podcast. And um, I was still so excited to find out who's Bethany. <laughs> So is that the equivalent of, like, sliding into your business DM? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kind of. Not creepy at all. (laughs) No, not at all. I'm so excited. Um, Yeah, so it would be great, Bethany, to, you know, start off with um, your story and how it all started, really. Yeah, so I was, um, we have a sad story, so disclaimer, but not that every cancer story isn't sad, Uh, but Kevin and I, we were pregnant with our first child, and, I mean, you're at the doctor. I think it was like eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. I mean, all the time in the mm-hmm. beginning of the pregnancy and I was healthy as a, you know, there were no red flags, no warnings. I was really morning sick, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a pap smear, my first appointment. And I think it was like two or three weeks later, they called and they were like, Hey, it came back abnormal, but you know, you're pregnant. Pregnancy does crazy things to your body. So don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and that and was like, Yes. Yeah, and everyone has, like, an abnormal path. Yeah, and that's lives. exactly, they're like, it happens all the time. Right. And so, I mean, I hung up, and I, you know, first of all, when everyone, anyone tells you, don't worry, like, of course, yeah, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, all yeah. Time. yeah, exactly, don't look at the elephant, and then all you do is think about <laughs> <Yeah>. an elephant. <laughs> yeah. So I would call all my best friends, and they were like that, Maddie, they were all like, yep, I've had that, I've had that, it's no big deal, you're fine. Right. So... They were like, but just to be safe, once you hit your second trimester, we'll bring you back in and just do a quick uh, colposcopy. But again, like, we're not worried about this. So I think that kind of set the tone for me of, okay, well, if they're not worried, you just expect if a doctor's worried, they'll tell you. So we kind of went on our way. And again, not a, I I didn't have a symptom. I didn't have a red flag. I had nothing at all outside of just normal pregnancy stuff, which I think led to a lot of my um, PTSD after cancer. Right. Um, Yeah. But it was, I was 16 weeks when they brought me in. It was a Friday and she did the colposcopy and it was like, it lasted like three seconds, which I learned if it's a short exam, that's never a good thing. Oh, right. Not a great. Oh, Um, oh no so she was like you know this doesn't I think her exact words were like I I look at normal cervixes all day so like this to me looks really scary but I want you to go see somebody that looks at abnormal ones all day right Um, 
And then she goes, and don't be, uh, don't be worried, but it's going to be an oncologist. And I'm like, who gets sent to an oncologist? Oh my God. She just straight up was like, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh God. I feel like the doctors in my life, like really set the tone for my cancer, like the news I was about to get. But, um, so, I mean, I remember asking the question, like, what's the worst case scenario? And she was just like, listen, worst case scenario is it's something really bad in both your life and the baby's life is at jeopardy, but like, that's not going to happen. And so I don't know. I kind of trust that until you get to the front of the office and they're like, well, your appointment's Monday morning. And I'm like doing the math. I'm like, it's Friday afternoon. They're having me go in Monday morning. You think that would have like connected the dots in my mind, but I was oblivious. I was, there was just nothing in my I didn't, I, I was like, there's no way that cancer doesn't happen right. to you at all. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. So all weekend, my mom was texting me like, hey, I want to drive you to the doctor on Monday. I'm like, mom, like, save your PTO. Like, when the baby comes, we're going to, like, take days off. And, like, I don't need you to come Monday. It's fine. It's going to be nothing. But she insisted. And, you know, as they say, mother's intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So we, like, walk into the hospital. And I remember... I just saw women with bald heads everywhere. And I texted one of my best friends and I'm like, I don't belong here. Like this isn't adding up in my brain. And yeah. I still had yeah. no idea. Like it just was not connecting for me. Like Bethany, you're about to get really, really bad news. Yeah. Um, so they brought me back and it was a doctor and he brought like seven med students in, med students in with him, which after the fact. Oh my God. <laughs> really, a classroom. Oh my like, God. I would. Oh my God. Awesome. That would. That's horrible. And I'm, like, the most awkward girl in the world, just (laughs) pre-cancer. So, like, cervical cancer on top of that, it it was just very humbling for me. But Oh, my um, God. Like, anything, though. Like, oh, I would hate that. It was it was just... Did they ask you first? Was the doctor like, can we bring in our med student? Yeah, good. I don't even... Yeah, I don't (laughs) remember. I did learn after the fact, though, that... So, for anybody going through this now, you can always refuse to have uh, med students in the room. So, note yourself. Yeah, especially seven. I mean, it was like a whole, like, it was was like an audience. And then he had, had like, a TV screen to my right. And he's like, do you want to watch? And I'm like, do I want to watch? No, I don't want to (laughs) watch. Like, oh, just the sound. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, it gets better. So. I'll go to the movies uh, later. I don't. I, don't <laughs> I was like, this isn't Grey's Anatomy. This is real life. Like, this is. Yeah. My seriously, yeah. Is literally about to fall apart. But. Yeah, right. So he starts the exam. And again, it was like, it was, I mean, I don't know what the real timing of it was, but it felt like it was probably five seconds. And mm-hmm. he, in one breath, said, oh, yeah, this is cancer. You're going to lose your baby and you'll never have kids again. And I, I mean, it was just. I like, I still get chills just saying that out loud. Cause it was like, all I could muster up was, could you say that, go to that first party? Like, let me work through the stages of. Right. Yeah. The fact that he just said it all like, yeah, what? it sounds like, okay. This sounds like kind of crazy, but it sounds like he was like showing off for the students. Yeah. That were in the room. I, uh, let's just say there was a lot of therapy about that appointment. Um, yeah. A lot of yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can like, Kevin was behind me and he, I just can like still feel he was just holding on to me and he was just like, are you oh sure it's cancer? And he was like, oh, of course, like this is without question cancer. Um, and it was just, I, you're just shocked. And I, Kevin, you know, we, we both just, you're just shocked. <laughs> like I, I still right. it was, this was four yeah. years ago. So I was 30 years old. It was, I'm really in my feels cause this was literally all four years ago last week. Wow. 
And so the nurse said, like, hey, is that your mom in the waiting room? And I'm like, that is my mom. They're like, do you want your mom? I'm like, yes, of course. Everybody wants their mom in this moment. Yeah. 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 So they brought her back and they told her and she just threw up right away. And then she came over and held both of our hands and that just launched us into a crazy life. And then we uh, lost our daughter. It was like two weeks later, I think it was, um, Hallie, who we named our foundation after, but I, yeah, it's just, you go from being happily married, pregnant, like the dream yeah. life, and then within seconds, it, I mean, we literally lost yeah. everything, so, yeah, it's crazy, it's a crazy life. God, uh, can happen so quickly. Yeah. And with zero warning, I mean, that's just, I think I got right. in my life, had, you know, one of my strengths, I think, is like, reading situations, reading people, gut instincts, mm-hmm. and... I missed the mark completely on, on what was going on inside my body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, none of us know. And also like the lack of, there's no warning and there's also no control over either. It's not like any of us did anything wrong and you can blame it on something. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's so crazy. Out of our hands. Nothing you could have done to change it. So then after that moment, I guess, did you change oh, oncologists? <laughs> Did you? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would hope so. So I ended up. Can we report him? him? Like, <laughs> I was like, nothing yeah. Don't, don't say his name. <laughs> um, but yes. I did. So I, I, uh, when they did the, they sent it away for obviously testing and it came back. I actually had small cell cervical cancer, which is super rare um, and has a horrible prognosis. I think the average life expectancy is 18 months when you're diagnosed um and so then it was just I mean and it it made sense like when I was at the doctor over and over again for being pregnant and they there was no sign of cancer then all of a sudden four or five months later the tumor was visible by the eye you know what I mean like it was it just literally exploded in me and that's kind of the nature of that cancer um there's no pre-cancer state for small cells so that's why a lot of women that are diagnosed it's just it's too late and so oh my god um so, so that just shows how important it is it is oh, to yeah. your pap yeah, I mean, and now i hear pap smears it's funny because all my best friends say that to me they're like now they're only recommend every th- three years and i'm like no like you have to fight okay for that every yeah year. i know i refuse i'm like I'm going every yeah. year still. I mean, you have I to. I refuse to do every three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, and I will openly say this just because I, I now realize how significant that appointment can be. I honestly, the first time I went was this year. Like, I did not know how important mm-hmm. it is. And my uh, mother-in-law, when she heard that, she was like, Paige, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no, you're uh, she made yeah. my appointment. She's like, what the hell have you been doing <laughs> for the past whatever year? I was like, I don't know. I just, like, pushed of it course. off. Yeah. As, I mean, I always was told, like, you should go. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I'll get around to it, whatever. It's not a huge thing. Well, like, so yeah, I'll go to my other so doctor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not fun. Yeah. But it's so important. Yeah. But, yeah. And Jeez. Yeah. Never missing yeah, an appointment I mean, again. Thank you. But, you know, a lot of cervical cancers are pretty slow growing. But, like, this is the, I mm-hmm. mean, small cell literally 
it, they call them exploding tumors because wow. they just come out of nowhere and they grow so fast. And it, um, I can never say it right. I'm the worst cancer survivor. Metastasize. No, you said it perfect. Yeah, you did it really well. Um, but it spreads really quickly, mm. and so that's why. I mean, I treatment had to start like immediately. Like there were there were. It was just mm-hmm. yeah. It was my life changed just yeah. insanely within seconds. Drastically. That makes sense why if you yeah. went in on Friday, they were like, yep, Monday, you're uh, yeah. coming in to talk. And so what what was kind of the series of events after then you got the news? Because I know you said you have to run really quickly yeah. with this. So we definitely changed oncologists. We had so many different opinions. Um, we, like I said, mm. we lost our daughter. It was November 4th, 3rd, November 3rd. Um, so that's a hard date. Yeah. And that sucked yeah oh you're like really I, you know, yeah it's really like the time <laughs> yeah. right now yeah 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 it's, really uh, close. cancer sucks losing your child yeah. sucks it was just it was like in the um, blink of an eye we became this like worst case scenario and right nobody prepares you for that and you don't have any sort of you're not equipped for that no matter how strong you are how great of a support system yeah. you have or whatever like, there is nothing that no. can prepare you for just but I think the looking back on it now, I mean, everything was just so regimented. Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, it was just, you guys know, you mm-hmm. get your marching orders and first it was surgery and then mm-hmm. you have six weeks to recover. I had a radical hysterectomy. Um, so I got six weeks to recover and I had all my, uh, pretty much all my lip notes taken out of my body. Oh, wow. so like pretty extensive surgery. And Jeez. so I, we did that. I, uh, two weeks into my recovery, we did a memorial service for Hallie, mm-hmm. which was, Oh my god! I cannot imagine. <laughs> Your yeah. heart is just—I mean, it still oh. is, but it was just shat. Like you, I just—you can't even put words to yeah. like. You're so afraid for cancer. Describe. You're so yeah. angry yeah. at cancer already because it stole your daughter, and then you're like, yes. You're I, not only am I mourning my daughter, but I'm also mourning the fact that like we're never going to be able to have biological children. Right. Like, it's just so many things. <laughs> Pick your way to Yeah, literally. Yeah, so many yeah. emotions. Yeah. Seriously, there's already Seriously, so much yeah. that comes with it. I can't, like Maddie yeah. said, I can't imagine what was running yeah, so in your mind. Yeah, so those six weeks were probably the worst because I think those were just when you're just laying in bed and you physically can't. I couldn't do right. anything. I was so laid up from the surgery that, boy, is your mind. And I hadn't started uh, treatment yet, so, like, you're that fear. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a lot of time to sit in the fear and that was not that that with yeah. grief was not mm-hmm. good. Um, so in like a really weird way, once chemo and radiation started, it was um, like I welcomed it mm-hmm. because you, once you start treatment, it's so structured. Right. You're not thinking the nurses do all your yeah. thinking for you. You you just have to right. show up. So like exactly. I, and in a weird way, did it honestly feel better yeah, than sitting in course, bed? Because and yeah, the fear, yeah, the fear before, because like that. the fear before the chemo starts and all that. It's like, oh my god, how is it going to affect me? And like, it's almost yes. I mean, the anxiety is just debilitating. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. yeah. I remember I felt like the, the first day of chemo, I felt like um, a kid going to their first day of school. I don't know why. It was a really I weird totally feeling. Yeah. Like, we, I laugh I, now because we, it, um, I, you guys would literally make fun of me because by the end of chemo, I had like my phone and like 
a pillow. That was it. But like that first day, I'm not even kidding. I had like a duffel bag. It was Vera Bradley. That was probably like the size of like a trunk, and it had like oh yeah, those are huge bags. Like, coloring oh, totally. blankets. I was yeah. like. Everyone was probably like, oh, she's a, she's a That's the first so day. True. That is yeah, so yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember I brought all of that. Yeah. yeah, by the end yeah. of it, you're like, I yeah. can't even think. I'm just going to fall asleep. Like, nobody talks yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah. I just yeah. would sleep during yeah. the whole time. Yes. So. She, so, um, how long then did you have chemo? Uh, after that, so after I this. did um, five rounds of chemo. I did um, all in five rounds of chemo, and then twenty-eight rounds of radiation. Mm. Um, Twenty-five of which were external, three of which were internal. But I did them concurrently, which oh. they told me from the beginning. They were like, Ooh. you know, we don't do this very often, just because it's gonna like really take its toll right. on you. But like, I was healthy. You know, I was fit. I was. I had. I don't know. Like, we're like. I, I, I mean, my oncologist, who I ended up with, he kept calling me uh, his girl throughout it all. Like, I, he was the greatest uh, person in the world. I mean, he literally saved my life. Yeah. But I just trusted him. He was like, Bethany, we have to throw the kitchen sink at this if you want to live. And we're going to do that. And I'm like, whatever you say. Right. So I actually was only supposed to have four rounds. But halfway through, he's like, we're going to do a fifth. And I'm like, that's not Yeah. <laughs> like, you were planning on four. You cannot. Yeah. You can't mess with plans with a cancer. Totally. We already yeah. lost all our control. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. It's only exciting right. to hear there's yeah. less not chemo yeah. treatments, not more. Yeah, because they messed up mine too, but it was they said I would have to have two more than I did, oh, than wow, I ended yeah, up needing to actually have. So, right. so they overestimated it, which is nicer than yeah, you sure. feeling like, what the hell? Okay. I um, remember I he was bad. like, we were doing like our check before a round, and he goes, You have two more rounds. I go, No, I like one more. He goes, We're going to do yes. two. I'm like, Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so sad. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it. If right, if it. But yeah, I guess we'll take this oh, over sure. the other oncologist. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So those beginning, I think it was. I think the radiation overlapped with three rounds of chemo because my my oncologist and my radiation oncologist mm-hmm. both said that radiation during chemo helps in the effectiveness of the treatment. So oh. like the more rounds of chemo you can get into it, oh. um, the better off. And again, the cancer I have, there's very little research. Um, there's very little data. So you're kind of, you know, okay. you're, you're taking, you're just kind of taking a leap of faith with it. Right. So I was like, let's do it. And we started and, you know, you, again, you walk out of round one, you forget that they tell you it's cumulative. So after right. round one, you're like, I got this. Yeah. And, yep. And by round five, it was just terrible. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and you were doing radiation. At like the same I time. don't. Really so hard. Yeah. And, and the radiation was my pelvis. So like so it was. Just yeah. What kind of uh, like side effects does that cause? And also, what is um, internal mm-hmm. radiation? Uh, the most awkward. That sounds horrible. Terrible <laughs> cancer treatment ever. That's a really good question. I was like, yeah, I mean, they literally like uh-huh. I don't know. They like literally. <laughs> It's like something they like insert into you, and they, but they have to like obviously with radiation they have to get like perfect, so it's like in this like contraption strapped to you. Uh, it's like a dilator almost, oh. and then they like zap you internally. Oh it's, my! It was awful. Oh my goodness, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so it's like a pap where yeah. you can't move, and, and you're being zapped. 
you're yeah. being invaded for a long, yeah, longer and you in are, a yes. very you are being every, there is uh, no shame there's no personal yeah. space in cervical cancer right there's no uh so yeah you're being zapped yeah. inside that's pretty much oh my gosh how long does it like have to be in there those ones the, um, yeah, man, I think the process was longer than the actual delivery. Okay. I think the delivery was actually pretty quick, but okay. the process to get it so mm. perfectly okay. right was just, and it probably felt a lot longer than it was given right. the area of your body that right. this was happening to. But yeah, that yeah. it was your hoo ha, like opening. Yes. Up. And then, you know, of course, oh. there's always like the doctors and the nurses, and you're just like, free show. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. I mean, that's so good that you that you loved your doctor. Yeah, I'm like, sure. I feel like with that, I mean, with any cancer, but especially with that, like, yeah, you need to have a yeah. very good relationship. Yes, and my radiation oncologist is the greatest human too. And it was actually really funny. There's a doctor at MD Anderson. That's where you guys oh, were treated, right? That's where Paige did. Paige. So there's I, a doctor yeah, there yeah. that his whole life's mission is just small cell, oh, small wow. large cell cervical cancer, um, oh. Dr. Fremovich. And wow. so he, it was funny when I was diagnosed, obviously I hadn't met my radiation oncologist yet, but when this was happening, uh, my radiation oncologist was mm-hmm. overseas with him at this, uh, doing some sort of oh. research tour or something. So it was all meant to be the way it kind of all connected. So. Wow. Yeah, you got the best experts. And so did you do... All of your treatment. No, at so MD I actually Anderson? did it just outside of Chicago at Loyola, um, but they okay. uh, consulted obviously with Dr. Profrovitz on it. And there's a standard care for the first round. Uh, the cancer has a very high recurrence rate. Mm. I don't know exactly what the status, but I think it's something like 90% within the two first two years or something. It comes back. I could be making that up, but it's very extreme. Wow. Yeah, right. even if it's right. 30% lower than that, yeah. that is a high. So, yeah. they, you know, there's a there's a first protocol. And then while I was going through treatment, they came up with like a, a second line of defense for the first recurrence. But after that, there's no standard protocol for this cancer. Wow. Um, but Dr. F and team are working really hard every day to try and change that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of, there's a Facebook group for our cancer specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and women are, you know, you have, you learn how to have to advocate for yourself, try to find clinical trials, things of that nature, just because there isn't a lot that exists for mm-hmm. this, this type of um, cervical cancer. Right. And how often when you were done, like how often did you do, and you still have to get checked and all that? Yeah, so I had to do every three month scans um, for the first two years, which was awful. I mean, Mm. you guys know skin anxiety is the worst. Anxiety, especially when you don't have a great stat. Yeah, right. I mean, it was. I remember those early. That probably that first year. I mean, it was paralyzing. Yeah the days before and then I remember my it was either my first or second set of scans my doctor came in and said everything's clear we're good there is like a something on your lung and he's like but we're fine I'm like that's not fine (laughs) like I I don't there's something on your lung yeah he he was like it could just be like a scar from if you had like bronchitis growing up it could be that like we're just gonna watch it I'm like you know what from now on don't tell because it ended up being nothing but I'm like I don't want to know unless it's something (laughs) right don't say but like that, right. I, I think that's the part that people don't realize. Like once I I say cancer was hard. Don't get me wrong, treatment was awful. It was there was nothing fun about it. But like life falls apart once you're cancer free. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's without the hardest. Question. Yeah, 
It it really does. And so after two years, incredible. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations, by the way. That's yeah. huge. You got that. Like for yeah. you, that's like, yeah, that's a huge milestone. Because I know with our Hodgkin's lymphoma, it's a year after. And obviously, like, our, our stats are very different. But... um but two years is a long yeah, time to quit. It's a t- yeah, it was it was really long. It was, and then once I hit two years, that I graduated to six month scans, but I still had to go every three months because they did Pap smears every, um, every appointment or whatever, just to make sure like we were oh, things. Okay. And then mm-hmm. it's actually crazy. So my last scan was October of last year. This year I went for my normal appointment. They're like, we're yeah. not going to do them, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I know. How I, did you feel? No, what? Yeah, no, I'm yeah. so excited about that, but like that terrifies me. Yeah, so. that's right. I, uh, I have my first scan in a year yeah. uh, next Friday. So deep breath. <laughs> yeah. Does it kind of, does it kind of feel like that's a little too uh, long? T- oh, absolutely. To wait or, or. I'm like totally in that state right now where I'm like, um, oh, yeah. that cough is totally a tumor or like, oh, that cough uh, is yeah. for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I have come a long way in how I deal with it. I will give myself credit, but. Yeah, it's there's there's nothing fun about the scan process. No, the scan anxiety is so real. Please keep us like let us know. I will. I will for sure. Updated on that every year now. And how many years do you have to do this so once a year? Now? There, again, there's not really anything documented. I mean, that I think it's through five years. My oncologist started saying, like Bethany, we do have to start weighing. You've yeah. had a ton of radiation, and you're not you're young. Yeah. And so you know, this is the this is where you start to get into problems when, when people like us are diagnosed, it's not like we're 80 getting radiation and only have I know, t- 10 right. years of life mm-hmm. left. Um, and so I don't know, we're just going to keep monitoring and kind of make the decisions as we go. It's scary though, because, you know, when being on this Facebook group, it's really helpful to be able to have a gut check and be able to have people that know exactly kind of the fear of that cancer. It's mm-hmm. terrifying though, because you see people that are six years cancer free and it comes back and, you know it's all over with it you know what I, it's, I know uh, yeah and that's for every cancer survivor yeah and that fear it's, just lives in your brain and some totally. days it's a lot louder than other days yeah, yeah. right absolutely and and so when yes. did you start Tell your us all about was it after uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like how do I leave uh, with that so I, I, <laughs> I wanted to do something I mean I just losing Hallie and like not being able to you know, be her mom and, and all of that. Like I knew I wanted to make something of all of this. Cause I just knowing myself, if I didn't give a purpose to all this, like it would have just, I would have been done. And I really didn't mm-hmm. have much to live for if, if I didn't mm-hmm. having lost my daughter because of the cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of knew, I didn't know what it would look like. Uh, but the day I was getting my pork put in, I wore mismatching socks to the hospital. So our foundation, we send uh, fun socks to cancer patients mm-hmm. uh, to wear on treatment days. Uh, and so when I wore mismatching socks, I had a nurse named Kevin, of course, uh, and and he and my mom thought it was hilarious that I wore mismatching, like, how could I, you know, nothing else in my mind, (laughs) so sorry for the fashion choice, um, so my mom, yeah. Yeah. You're like, I really was not thinking of my, yeah. my, my thought you know at this point. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of them. Yeah, and, uh, if you know me in real life, like fashion clearly is not my strong suit. My sister got all those jeans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nothing on my mind to like make me worry about my socks. But I had a blog at the time. I think pretty much everybody does just because it's just so much easier to keep people 
mm. informed and it's really hard to have to rehash the details over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went back for the surgery, my mom posted a photo to like shame me jokingly, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> like she's back for surgery yeah. and then people started sending me socks. Uh, cause you know, people don't know what to do when you're right. Uh, so it was like, a big, so yeah, it was like a big joke. And then, uh, my mom got me a pair of socks for the first day of chemo and they were inappropriate. They said, fuck this shit. So you can edit that out. But just so you guys know. Uh, no, we're all for yeah. it. Our title. No, no, no. Our yeah, title. Yeah, our but title. like, you had to know my mom. Like, my mom would like never say those words. So the fact that she got me those socks, like, oh, that's so. It funny. was like the ultimate act of support. Oh, I was, like, of course, he I'm felt it. Yes. He was like, fuck. This. Yes, and like, <laughs> cancer deserves the F word. Like, I strongly it really does. That. Uh, it does. So I wore those socks the first day, and then once. Exactly. You- you know, sitting in that chair, those days are long and the hospitals are freezing. And so it actually kind of like started to connect the dots for me that socks actually are a pretty important part of the mm-hmm. piece. Um, and it's oftentimes once you're like mm-hmm. staying in the hospital, a lot of times it's the only thing yeah. you get to wear of your own. Um, so I don't know, this idea kind of started connecting in my yeah. brain. And then once you have a lot of time to think in that chemo chair, um, right. So then, yeah, so I finished treatment in March of 2017 is when I was declared Mm -hmm. cancer-free. And then we launched Hallie Strong in May of the following year, 2018, on Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so we send care packages. And then it's fun. It's, uh, you know, it it took, I mean, I I didn't know what to expect of it. It was a passion project at first. And Mm-hmm. we're two and a half years in now yeah. and I mean uh, this room over here is just thousands of pairs of socks so oh my gosh it's, wow. it's, socks it's a lot of fun it's Where all do donations it's we're uh, like, we're, actually, we're not supplier? even to that point yet I, okay. it, it's fun I'm starting to talk with a few people that I've met through the cancer community that are starting to connect me with um suppliers and things of that nature so it's cool to yeah. now be on the brink of like really going big but for now, yeah. it's all just people donating. Like, stock companies will make smaller donations, but, I mean, it's just friends, family, right. cancer community. You know how it, people just talk, and then... Right. Um, so, so yeah. We should connect you with... I'm just thinking of it because we just interviewed her page. Summer from Brave Gowns. Yep. Yep. So, yep. yep. <laughs> Me too. I was like, the wheels were rolling for Have you heard of Brave Gowns? No. <laughs> So Brave Gowns makes children's hospital gowns, but like fun and comfortable oh, and like accessible that. to things. And she's starting to make adult ones too, but she was on, we interviewed her last week. Um, and her, her episode hasn't come on yet as we're talking about. But anyway, she, I should connect you with her because they, um, they like make all the gowns. Yes, I would love that. That would be amazing. Okay, I'm going to, I'm making a note to do that. That's a good idea. She's (laughs) Yeah, she's so funny. Oh, my gosh. And she's just killed it with what she does. Like, seriously, she's she's taking it to such a level. But that – so how can we contact you if we – if we wanted to yeah. give socks so or uh, tell others. Our website is just um, halliestrong.org. So everything is on there from if you want to send socks to somebody. We also have a landing page specifically for cancer patients too, so that we can send them socks directly. They don't have to be nominated by somebody. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And then pre-COVID, we were doing, we had volunteers cool. all across the country. We would ship them socks oh. to take to their local cancer center. 
which I love that. Yeah, I, it, that's been the biggest bummer of 2020 for really us, just that. because mm-hmm. I, I the care packages are amazing, mm-hmm. and I love the one-to-one connection and being able to hear the stories of people receiving the package and it just kind of changing the course of their day. Because um, mm-hmm. I know firsthand what that felt like, but the hospital volunteer program, I really miss being able to to do that right now, just because the reach of that right. was so far. I mean, I remember going yeah. in every day, and there would be some sort of good. It just such a pick-me-up yeah um totally the crappiest of days so yeah hopefully COVID will pass soon so we can get back to that I mean (laughs) yeah oh that's awesome yeah Yeah. it gives that you have people like I I don't like all over the country going or was it that was all volunteers yeah um the the coolest thing for me was um we would get people who we would send packages to and then they you know how you guys are the same way like you just want to you become such family at your cancer center that they then they would reach back out to us and be like hey we'd love to bring socks to our Mm -hmm. chemo um center Mm -hmm. and i'm like absolutely so we would have warriors bringing socks to their their fellow cancer war it was just it's so I, there's nothing I'm thankful for about that. cancer except for the community that like I am now a part of because of it. Like the cancer community is, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. People are just so quick to help each other. Oh my gosh. It's, it's just, so giving. It's the coolest thing. So like world. open too. I feel yeah. like, like, we'll just all talk about like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there is literally no boundaries at all. Like we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get it. And, and, and I was always like told like, oh my gosh, our, people gonna like leave your life or act differently in a negative way towards you having cancer and all that because you're sick but it's exactly what you guys are saying I noticed more that if I ever posted on insta about like oh bye-bye lymphie, oh, lymphie. like my lymph nose, whatever <laughs> like I would like yeah <laughs> always say lymphy um but I would notice I would get so much I great know. love yeah. from that. Like, it was more love and giving, like you're saying, yeah. than it was people backing away mm-hmm. and afraid to reach out or whatever. Yeah. Like, it yeah, I, mm-hmm. it really shocked me. Yeah, it is amazing to see, like, how many people, how much love you have in your life when you are faced with something so scary. Absolutely. 100%. And, well, I guess I had yeah. uh personal question but I was just curious because you mentioned a few times like how the doctor said he won't be able to have children again and the biological but then I I think I heard you mention at the beginning that yeah. our first child so oh I'm my god yeah, I thank you like Paige you have yeah. children you're putting it all together I like it uh, yeah. yeah 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 so yeah. I had a radical hysterectomy so I would be the equivalent of Mary if I had a child like <laughs> it would be uh, pure miracle so no I, I yes I cannot have biological children but right after we finished or right after I finished treatment we um okay so this is funny I got a wig made I promise I'll answer your question I got a wig made and I wore it twice it was the it was so much money because I was the red hair um and I thought Same, like yeah. oh I'm gonna wear it <laughs> all the best. time and it was like if I can tell cancer patients one thing don't spend the money it's so ridiculous yeah it's so true um yep yeah <laughs> It was to an adoption meeting. So we went because at that time I was bald. I was not willing to, there's a lot of adoption agencies. I heard horror stories through my cancer group of people saying like, no, you can't work through us because of your reduced life expectancy because of cancer. And I'm like, Oh, and oh my gosh. So, Oh my God. Um, 
so we found an agency. I was very upfront with them, but like, obviously that's the only time I wore my wig. So I guess it did pay off, but, um, we started pretty quickly. It's a very extensive process, but we got, we went on profile July, 2017. Mm -hmm. And then we adopted our son, Kelly, who's the greatest human Mm -hmm. in the world. He's one years old. Oh, last May. Yes. Oh, congratulations. Yes. So it was, oh my God, I got to be in the delivery room. His birth mom was just, oh. I, like, that's a sacrifice that I still get chills and tears in my eyes. Oh my God, I'm like crying. That's incredible. I, so, and he, it's crazy because he has red hair. Like, it's just, Whoa. you know, there's a lot of things. I might, yeah, yeah. My, my faith was shaking. No way. Things, but then, like, then you see yeah. him and you're like, mm-hmm. it all everything about our circumstances still suck. And at the same time, he is just like the coolest dude. And he's just, it's, I don't know, like it, life is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I know. He's so that makes fun. me so happy. So fun. Yeah, life works in mysterious way. Wow. I got chills. Yeah. For like, him to perfect. also have red hair, like that's, I, rare like he's your yeah you know like that miracles happen so you know it's hard like that yeah. I, I think when we once we had him it was I, your your heart is so full of joy a joy you can't describe and you then just kind of battle that like I had a hard time at first because it was like can I be so happy and so heartbroken still and I think you just mm-hmm. kind of learn to create that space. Um, yes. I had a really dear friend of mine kept, I kept saying, but like, I'm so happy, but it sucks. And she's like, Bethany, you got to stop saying, but, and you got to start saying, and, cause both of those things are true. Like it is. So, yeah. 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 They both it, it, it was like the most, I think that just like reshaped how I thought about life. Cause it's like those two things yeah. can be true at one time. Like I will w- wake up every day with, the the loss of Hallie because of cancer and I will be just so grateful and like so excited to go get Kelly out of bed because mm-hmm. he's just the most fun child in the world so right yeah yeah like <laughs> that's already gonna be a quote for us the I love the that the yeah. butt to and we do that's, quotes. My, that's such a good yeah that's such a good thing that, like, I love that mind. and I think you just have to like I think survivor's guilt that's a that's another big thing mm-hmm. that that kind of changed my perspective mm-hmm. on because I, you know, I, we're all guilty of this where we can't talk about what's hurting us or all the side effects or this because we're alive and mm-hmm. so many people aren't. And I mean, I struggled, right. my life fell apart after cancer. I mean, I struggled mightily with PTSD. I felt, I, cause mm-hmm. I was trying so hard to be brave and strong and I don't get to be strong. Cause like I lost my daughter. So therefore, and I'm alive. So therefore I yes. can't complain or you know, there's so many people mm. that have my cancer that are that are not. Yeah. So I'm the lucky one. I can't complain. And like that doesn't work. Right. So it's like I had to find a way to say this all really sucks. Yes. And I can be grateful that I'm alive. But I do have to acknowledge how much this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Because, yeah, when I was afterwards, too, I just seriously struggled. And like the hair thing, oh, too, I was like, I was like, I can't be upset about my hair. Like, it's just hair. But like. No, it fucking yeah. sucks, and you're allowed to be upset about your hair yes. and still be like happy that you're. Alive. I feel like the, yeah. I feel like losing your hair needs to be just as talked about, prepared about, supported as like chemo. Yeah, agreed. I, it's. I mean, I nobody prepared. Yep. I, I realized about myself like one, I'm a control freak, so like cancer really knocked me on my butt with that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah but nothing, like, zero control situation. Cancer, but like. <laughs> 
I mean, especially yeah. as a redhead, my, it was my identity. Like I, yeah. And my um, our dear family friend, she yes. actually did my hair for our wedding, and then I went to her. and I'm like, you have to shave it. So she like, I'll never forget it. She like put my chair so that I didn't have to see myself in the mirror. Because uh, she's like, you need to do this when you're ready. Uh, and yeah. I sobbed the entire way home. I didn't look myself in the mirror for probably three or four days. And then when mm. I did, it was that was the instant that the world saw you as a cancer patient. Like you could no longer hide. Right. You could no longer. Yeah. I, it's the minute it became real for me, and I was so angry mm-hmm. and so oh, it was awful. I mean, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, because like you said, when you walked in to that appointment and you saw all bald heads, and you were like, mm. "I feel out of place," and then you discover that and you're not you're... out of place. Actually, yeah, you're I, in that, that was place. that was probably one of one of the hardest days throughout the cancer battle was the hair and nobody talks about it oh totally they they just say it'll grow back yeah yeah no because you're right there's such guilt with that yeah because i remember i was so constantly like it'll just grow back like it'll get you're gonna have it thicker than ever whatever and i was like uh okay so right yeah i don't care if it's the, like oh my hair and what they leave out is before it's thicker yeah. than ever uh mine came like uh, blonde i looked like a chia pet for at least seven months like like nobody tells oh, me oh i know it comes back so weird at the start yeah it was blonde i was gonna ask that. Hair when i was little but it was curly and blonde and i literally looked like a chia pet and i just committed to growing <sighs> it out like I was like, let's just get this yeah. done. So, I mean, I rocked a bullet. I, ro- <laughs> I, was, same, I was looking at same pictures girl. of me the other day, and I'm like, Bethany. All of it. Wow. Oh, no. I always, yeah. And <laughs> I would constantly look at, I literally would Google and go on YouTube of, like, three months after chemo <laughs> hair. Like, literally, cons- constantly oh, looking at, like, <laughs> when is my hair, what stage is my hair going to be every week? Like, I would stalk people on Instagram, yes. I remember, because there's that, uh, I forgot what it's, the, the shape, where people shave in, in, think like memory or for their family mm. who have gone through it or their friends who have gone through it so we had that at our university where people oh, would wow. just shave their heads and so I would stalk those people and yeah. they didn't have cancer but right. they shaved their yeah. heads and I would compare yeah. like you're saying I was like okay so what was the yeah. date of yeah. this and what Literally, was the okay and then I would I get frustrated if yeah, mine was the same. I, yeah. she was like the one yeah she was like the one girl that I knew that went through it and I literally stalked her I'm not kidding Callie if you're listening to this sorry but I literally stalked her every single week like I was like okay this yeah like same thing this is where she yeah was. like why am I not there she yet? was same thing. Uh, yeah. yeah I I can it's really a mind fuck and you're right Bethany they don't warn you <laughs> yeah, but that plays into the whole survivor skill like nope. people just I don't I, I think the world means really well but I don't think yes. the world handles cancer patients very well because like no. The the comments mm, that are so well. amazing, yeah. like it'll grow back. It's just hair. I'm like, do you understand how much I've already lost? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I I don't want to. I don't right. want to lose that too. And now, anytime you, you see me, now you yeah. you, you know how they like tilt their head and like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to be treated yeah. like that. <laughs> but, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like either way, it's not the right way to handle. <laughs> I'm like the biggest Christmas freak in the world, and my hair started falling out on Christmas Eve, and it was just. I'm oh. like, of course, oh. I was sitting on the couch. My mom was like, uh, "Kitty corner from me." Like, you know, there's just certain moments mm-hmm. that like you'll never forget, and I just like scratched my head, and it was just the cup, yeah, and yep. Like, oh. And now you're taking my favorite holiday too, cancer. You suck, Christmas Eve. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It seeps in in yeah. every single way possible. Yeah. It really does. Uh, so, but but you've turned it yeah. into such an amazing thing, Bethany. So, um, I'm excited. I want to donate. Sure. I I'm really excited to, to hop yeah. on this. Now. Yeah, sounds amazing. So, okay, so ha- it's howiestrongfoundation.org. Howiestrong.org. Uh, yeah. We're also on okay. Facebook. And what about like? We're, yeah, on Facebook, Instagram, yeah, all Facebook, that Facebook, Instagram, stuff. Twitter, and then one of our team members has just gotten us onto TikTok, too, so we're pretty hip. <laughs> yes, um, nice. Oh, <laughs> trendy. Super trendy. Um, but, yeah, so Very we're on uh, all the socials, and for the website, yeah, that's where, if you want to donate, but also if you want to nominate anybody. We sent our first international care packages this year, it. which is super exciting. So That's we're, awesome. We're not international, which I'm very proud about. Wow! Amazing. That's a big step. That's a really incredible. Wow. Okay. So all at Holly Strong, right? Okay. Perfect. And I'll put it in the podcast episode description. So everyone can find it. Um. Of course. Thank Thank you, Bethany. Thank you for being so open and sharing your story. Of course. What you guys are doing is amazing. So thank you for letting me be part of it. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you. And we're so of happy course. for you. And Come back please let us know how you're Bye, guys. Okay, yes. bye. Thanks so much for listening to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast that tells the truth about what people with cancer actually go through. Each week, myself, Paige Gill, and my co host, Madison Pollock, Sit down with fellow cancer survivors to tell our stories. Keep up to date with our guests and new episodes on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Cancer Actually Sucks Podcast, and tune in every Monday to hear our stories. 